And we should be live. Let's do the thing. Hello and welcome back to the Pixel Street Podcast. This is episode 227 of the show. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Joel Campos, and joining me is the man who is now writing for a brand new website called GameSandwich.com, John Hansen. Yeah, not just any website, it's one that I helped make, so that's pretty cool. That's exciting. I'm very uh, tired, for one, but also just, it's so cool to, like, it's been exactly a month ago today that me and all these guys that I'm working with to make this website, we got laid off. We just kind of all banded together, and we're like, you know what? Fuck it. We're gonna make our own website. We're in the you process. Love to see it. We're in the process of like making it an official business and everything. So it's very exciting times. Not gonna lie. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, GameSandwich.com. Go check it out. Uh, John has been tweeting about it today, so you can go find the link for it there. You, I, did you tweet it from the Pixel Street account too? Did you retweet it or anything? Yes, I retweeted it. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, go check out GameSandwich.com. They also have their own Discord you can join. So, oh, fuck it. Yeah, it we, uh, so bad. Uh, obviously, right now we're just focusing on like the writing and stuff. But as we go forward, uh, we've got some cool things in the works. Uh, in May, we have something that I'm very excited to get going. Um, yeah, we've, we've got ideas. It's going to be fun. Cool. Yeah, I'm sure John will be talking about it uh, in the coming weeks and months, so... Super exciting. That's awesome. Um, but in terms of Pixel Street, you can follow us on Twitter at Pixel Street. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Pixel Street Videos. Uh, that's where we post all of our podcasts, unboxings, Let's Plays, uh, you name it. Everything we post goes on YouTube, more or less. Uh, you can also join our Discord channel. There's an invite link in our pinned tweet on Twitter. Uh, that's where we post kind of the day-to-day -day stuff, right? Like, if there's a cool news thing that happens, that's typically where we talk about it first with people. Um, just to kind of get, like, initial reactions to things. Uh, so yeah, join the Discord if you're trying to play some games with us. Or, you know, if you need help with anything in a game, hit us up there too. Um, yeah, for sure. Me and, John, me and John are always down to, like, if, you, if you're trying to get an achievement in a game or something, literally just hit us up, I'm sure... Somebody We're always down. down the clown. Yeah, um, exactly. Speaking of achievements, I still need to go back and get some grounded ones. Same. I mean, we we got that save, remember, where you just... You got it. Loops, I don't have it. Loops had found a save. Wait, I gave it to you, though, didn't I? Nope. Oh, I never did? I thought I, thought I did. Nope. But Loops had given me a save where... It's just like a world that somebody had made, and I guess you can just share it with people by joining them, and then they have it, right? And when you launch the game, it just like popped. Not every achievement, but most, most like ninety percent of them popped. So some really hard. That was ones. cool. Yeah, I I just got an achievement. La so I was on uh, the respawn aim fire 
last night. Uh, it's a podcast, um, but they were doing Rafperty, which was like Jeopardy, but for gaming. Um, and I had like 40 minutes to kill before doing that. And I was like, okay, what's installed on my computer? And I tried installing Minecraft Legends to start that, but it was going super slow. Um, but I ended up playing Back for Blood because for some reason that's still installed yeah. on my computer. And I did a run, I think two missions uh, with some randos. And I popped an achievement in that, which I thought was weird. Because, like, I thought for sure I would have gotten it. It was, like, for killing a certain type of enemy. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly what, what it was, but... There, it might yeah. have been one of those that has, like, a special situation with it. Like, kill this enemy when they are doing X. It was, like, kill every type of this kind of enemy. Oh. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Weird. Something uh, killed you. But anyway, let's just get right into it, John. Main topics of the show, we have a new Harry Potter game announced. Xbox is working on a super long game, I guess, game development. I, who knows? Yeah. Um, and Bethesda stuff. So let's start with Harry Potter, John. Harry Dude. Potter. So Hogwarts Legacy came out. And the big thing leading up to the game is everybody's talking about why have we not seen Quidditch? Like, we why are they not showing this. Quidditch? Yeah, we did, we, but I know... We're like, man, this is the one thing missing. But we everybody saying, was like, saying it. It wasn't just us, John. It was only us. We're the no, only it was, it was not in this department. <laughs> it was um, not just us. We but yeah, are every, the ones every... that made them decide to make a Quidditch game. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but I guess now we know why there was no Quidditch in the game. I mean, I'm sure there are many reasons why it wasn't in the game, right? Like, that. that's probably a lot of work. Like, as you can see, it's now going to be its own game. Like, that's how much work it would have taken them to put it into Hogwarts Legacy. And Hogwarts Legacy being, you know, such, like, a, I don't know, like a good RPG. Um, having a half-assed Hogwarts game in there would just make fans mad, I think, as opposed to just removing it entirely. Because, well, like, if they put it in and it wasn't great, people would be mad. You know what I mean? Because, like, that's not the main aspect of Hogwarts Legacy. I bet anything that at early on in development, they were definitely working on Quidditch because it just makes too much sense for them not to. But I bet at some point, someone from WB Games was like, you know what, no, let's let's just make this its own game. Let's do this. So they went out. This is a different team working on it. This isn't um, Avalanche, who made Hogwarts Legacy. Uh, let me... Crap, I can't remember what their name is. It's like... Oh, one second. I'll pull it up here really quick. Uh, Unbroken Studios is their name. Um, yeah, they're working on Quidditch Champions and Suicide. Oh, they're helping out Rocksteady with Suicide Squad. So, yeah, that makes sense. They're a WB studio. I don't know what else they have made, though. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah, I, I mean... It, I mean, it's it's probably going to be fun. It doesn't look like it's going to be like a $60 game or anything. I wouldn't imagine I would so. Um, I I mean, I think this game would probably have to come in around $40 for it to make sense. Uh, it, it has like a cartoony art style to it, uh, which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm watching a video where somebody <laughs> like put in like the 
old Quidditch game from GameCube gameplay footage with the new announcement. Uh, yeah, because they didn't like really show off anything for it. Yeah, yeah, they they did announce that uh, you can sign up for playtests right now. I signed up for it, but who knows if what the criteria is to get in on that? But uh, I, I I hope I get it. I I I want a Quidditch game, and I want a good Quidditch game. So hopefully, it, it seems that the team. Since I started following them after the announcement, they just keep posting all this like Harry Potter memorabilia they've been hiding around in their office. They're like, hey, now since we announced it, we can actually show you all this Harry Potter stuff. There's like a doormat and like the Phoenix stand or something. I'm like, all right. So yeah, it, it seems like they're dedicated to it and that's a good thing. Yeah, John, I see you have in here a question that says, what do you want from this game? I mean, yeah. like, I, what do I? I want Quidditch. I want like customizable broomsticks. I want to be able to fully okay. customize my broom with like different stats too, Would right? You, like, since it's called Harry Potter Quidditch, not like Hogwarts Quidditch or something. This is obviously set during Harry Potter's time. How disappointed are you going to be if this ends up just being a single player game where you play as only Harry and you can't play other people? I don't think that would be the case because they showed somebody else in the reveal. Did they? Right? Okay. They they showed a woman. Um so I I would imagine dude, I don't know. That's a good question. Like are they going to have preset teams where it's like all four houses um during the Harry Potter times, right? Like with all the characters we know and love that played Quidditch. Mm -hmm. Um like like do they do that? Do they make it so you can like create a my player, right? And kind of do like a career in a way where you yeah. join a team and play Quidditch, I guess. Um, Will there be think, a like season mode a, where you can like go through the entire season John, and like get the house cup and John, picture this. Picture this. Mm -hmm. All right. Quidditch ultimate team. <laughs> it's on the table. Different different cards. Me and John, we're gonna be hosting an online franchise, a Quidditch online franchise. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I honestly think it's. I think it's just gonna be a simple thing where, like, there's four teams for the houses. Maybe like in DLC or something, they add some like retro teams that like reference, you know, some of the other movies, like, mm -hmm. or, you know, or like some other like I don't know, cause like we know Harry's dad was played quidditch right so like maybe they have his team in the game as dlc or so there's free dlc yeah. um so yeah i don't know like i want to be able to create my own character for sure and like have some sort of career mode whether it's like just something basic where i create a character and throw him on the team i'm playing as it would also or be really it's... cool if they figured out a way to just like transfer your hogwarts legacy character over be like yeah yeah he's in the game look at him to be um, fair, though, like, the art style is kind of different. Yeah. Right? Oh, no. I know. You would definitely have to, like, adjust it a bit. But regardless, I mean, there's a lot of ways they could go with this. Um, I'm kind of with you. I think it's going to be a little on the more underfunded side. I don't think this is something that's going to take nearly as long as Hogwarts Legacy did. And I don't think it's going to be something that's, I don't know, a tenth of as expansive. Um yeah, this, for, this really for me, good for me, I think the things I just the main things I need are just like, just make it a fun Quidditch game, like just fun to play. Quidditch. I'm not expecting it to be like MLB the Show where I play dozens of hours, right? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I want something that I can get in and get out that where a game of Quidditch doesn't take like 40 minutes, right? Yeah. If a game of Quidditch is like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, I feel like that's a good length. Um, the other thing I want is online multiplayer of some form. Yeah. Like those are the only two major things that I would want to see in this game. Yeah. Online multiplayer, man. I, it's gotta be in there, right? It's gotta be. Cause it's just, you know, you never know. Yeah. I'll, I'll be very disappointed if it's not, I'm still going to play it regardless because I've been waiting forever for this, but it's so cool to finally be at a time where we're like excited for Harry Potter games. Like it's, I don't know. I'll tell you what, John, not everybody's excited for Harry Potter games. Oh, I know. I know. And they'll, they will let you know about it. They, they will let you know. To each their own. <laughs> yeah. uh, moving on. This is probably our biggest topic of the week. Um, Xbox is working on a sequel to a game that we don't know about, or like that. We don't know what the sequel is to. Uh, that could take a decade to develop. <laughs> this yeah. is like this is the most ridiculous like news. Uh, here I will read off what they said. So this is all within the. Uh, let's see. The information comes from an amended complaint in a lawsuit against Microsoft's proposed deal to acquire Activision Blizzard. So this is what this uh, this is all attached to like the Activision Blizzard buyout thing. Um, of course, there's a lot of redacted stuff in here. This is what it says. Halo Infinite, a recent title from Microsoft's first-party Halo franchise, was in production, redacted, and cost almost redacted million to develop and bring the market. Other AAA games take even longer to develop. For instance, according to one Microsoft executive, redacted, a forthcoming title from the redacted franchise, may take a decade to develop. What game could they possibly be talking about here dude no idea a, like a sequel to a game like it could be so anything it's, a, it's an established game series my first thought is the elder scrolls because that makes sense but they're specifically saying microsoft and not bethesda like i know that microsoft owns bethesda now but the way they they always handle that messaging is the bethesda games have the Bethesda name on it. They're not but, really throwing but, out this is an Xbox game. But but they also could just be doing that so that you so that you're not guessing, right? Constantly like, oh, like Elder like that, that way they're trying to make it as like generic sounding as possible so that people don't pinpoint exactly what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if they said Bethesda, right, you got a fair point. It could be a Fallout game. It could be an Elder Scrolls game. You know what I mean? But just saying Microsoft, that umbrella is so huge now to where it could be like dozens of games at this point. Yeah. Um, if anything, I really hope it's not Halo. <laughs> if the next Halo takes a decade to come out, that at that point don't. It might as well not even. It might it might as well not even come out. Um, Elder Scrolls is the one that makes the most sense to me, especially if they are considering that that game was announced in 2018. I want to say something like that maybe it was 2019 um maybe they're counting that into the development time even though they're much more focused on starfield than they are elder scrolls i don't know because i think the biggest reason why elder scrolls isn't coming out within the next couple years is because of starfield if they weren't working on starfield i think they would be 100 percent focused on elder scrolls and that would be the game that was coming out 
John, in the future. Do, do you think ten years is too long of a dev cycle? Like, like, oh do you God, think yes. it? Do you do you think it ever pays out for having? Like, that's a long time. Like, yeah, if you think about somebody's time. adult career, that that could potentially be a fourth of their like career right is just them working on one game right now if let's say they're working on this game right now and it's in the middle of production let's say 10 years from now it was set to come out it it would be coming out on a console that no one has any idea about like exactly this this game would be taking longer to make than the next xbox console will that's crazy and like that's the wild thing to me is like, how can you be planning for that? Right? Like you have to be planning for technology that doesn't exist yet. More or less. You have to be planning for like, I get that. Like if you're building a game in unreal engine, you can kind of assume that they're going to have some way of bringing it forward with the technology and stuff. Right. But like, dude, I there's just so much behind this. Like halo infinite, for instance, that game took how long to come out? Like six years, seven years something like that and that felt really long and they made a whole fucking game engine for it yeah like 10 years isn't like 10 years is like could it be an mmo like just a fucking massive mmo could it be perfect dark Mm, i don't know it could be perfect dark but like what does that mean like perfect dark games aren't, aren't huge games they're established games, though, and everyone. No, no, no. There's I, 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 they're they're established, but like they're not ten year long to make games. You know what I this, mean? This this reboot could be. It very much could be. Like they could just not be anywhere close to being done on it. They have given no indication if this game is anywhere close to being done. We've heard absolutely nothing from the initiative in two years, three years. Like John, I have a list up. <laughs> A list okay. of games that took more more than a dec a decade or more to release. Alright. Duke Nukem Forever. No no, number eleven, Diablo three, eleven years. Okay. That one turned out good. Yep. Number ten, Metroid Dread, fifteen years. I guess you could count that. It, and and here's the thing, when they're talking about development cycle, it could just be like Right now, we're just talking about making the game. We don't yeah. have a team assigned to it. None, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. 10 years might be realistic if they're not planning to start making the game for three years. You know, uh, real full quick, development. Brandon in the chat stated to K3, fuck you if that takes a second. <laughs> so sad. No, no, what's that, what's that other uh, zombie game that we always shit on? That, like, we're like, this game isn't real because they keep saying it's coming out and it's not. Brandon knows the name of it. We were talking about it. Like the long dark or something like that. Oh no. Uh no, it's is, is it that game that everyone was like questioning if it was real or not? Uh yeah. the day yeah, before. Yeah. The day before, there you go. What is the long oh the long dark's just another game. That's <laughs> that a survival. Has, game. Yeah, it's been out since twenty fourteen. Uh number nine, John. Unreal World, twenty plus years. I don't even know what the fuck this is unreal world it's it's a survival game it was a survival game that was nearly three decades in the making when it when its ultimate 2016 launch on steam oh with its ultimate 2016 launch on steam even now the game continues to receive constant updates it's a roguelike rpg that takes inspiration from finnish mythology and represents much of finnish culture 
I've never heard or seen this game. I before. have never heard of this either. It's eleven dollars. Number eight. Steam. Number eight, John. Star Fox Two took twenty years. That one doesn't count. That one. Number does seven. Not count. Psychonauts Two, sixteen years. That no, that again doesn't count. Number six, John. Duke Nukem Forever, fifteen years. Yeah. Number no five. Mother Three took twelve years. Yeah. Number four is Prey, eleven years. Number three, Final Fantasy fifteen took ten years. Those Final Fantasy games, though, those dev cycles are so long. Um, number two, Star Citizen, it's still ongoing since twenty ten. Um, that and one number is w- own thing. <laughs> number one is Dwarf Fortress, still ongoing since two thousand three. I thought that like recently came out, didn't it? That might I don't know. Hold on. Dwarf Fortress. I don't know. It's a game that combines roguelike and management sim gameplay. The maps are uh procedurally generated, and your goal is to help a group of dwarves build a fortress and survive by keeping them fed and uninjured, both physically and mentally. Unlike most other games, this one is still in development on purpose. Okay, so that's like a fucking cop out. Yeah, It's been developed by a team of two brothers since 2003 and is a passion project of sorts. It's technically out already, but you could play it right now if you wanted to. But it's constantly being worked on, and its team is planning to continue developing it for years to come. All right, fuck that's, that. That's like this saying Destiny 2 is still in development because they're still yeah. putting out content for it. Yeah, who wrote this article? I, I need to send an email. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, for me, this has to be Elder Scrolls or Perfect Dark, uh, that Xbox is working on. Um, either one of those makes sense, in my opinion. I just don't see, like, what could you possibly be planning for that would take a decade long? Elder Scrolls will have a gigantic world, so that's why we're all like, okay, that makes sense why that one would take so long. Perfect Dark, I mean... We've been hearing rumors about that since, what, 2016, 2017, and... Okay, maybe not that long. Has it been that long? I don't know. Um, It just feels like forever for these games. And this is the problem with Xbox development right now, is we have all these games that just feel like they're taking so long to make, and I don't hear this kind of same stuff for PlayStation or Nintendo. Obviously, it's different cases all around, but... Man, I the last couple weeks there has been like no Xbox news, and all it's, I am seeing it's been bad on news. Twitter. All yeah. Xbox news has been bad. It's it's just constantly just yeah, this is pushed out. Yeah, this isn't great. Yeah, no, this here's another caveat for this game that you were excited for. Man, I'm just so tired of this, man. And and that's how it has been, John. Like since like 2016. Like since yeah. since I got since we since I started this fucking podcast with Josh all those years ago, right? That's that's literally how it's been. It's just been like, hey guys, we got all this cool stuff to show you, and then like this as the, the year, biggest, this is the biggest yeah, winner we've at, ever had as, for Xbox. So, so so you have E three right where they would present every year in June, and then as the year goes on and on, like if they announce ten things at that E three. By the end of the year, you're getting maybe four of those things because everything else is either delayed 
Or like you got like Scalebound that just straight up got canceled. And that game looked kind of cool. I thought that looked interesting. Um, and it's just like, it, or it's like in those four things, one to two of them is going to have like an asterisk on it. Where it's like, mm-hmm. actually it's coming, or like, for instance, Halo Infinite. You're going to get the multiplayer, and then a month later, you're going to get the campaign. Or it's going to be I, like, you're, you're going to get this in or Redfall. You're getting the game, but you're going to be locked at 30 FPS until we patch in an update. Yeah, I... Uh, at some point, we have to have a conversation about, like, what the hell is wrong in Xbox's leadership? I don't... I wouldn't think it's Phil Spencer. I love Phil Spencer, but since he's taken over... It's been all these questions of where are the games? Oh, they're coming. They're they're coming. We promise. They're coming. We've been waiting since he took over Xbox for a lot of these like really exciting things. We finally got Halo Infinite. Uh Psychonauts 2 finally came out in 2020. Like, yeah, there's the stuff that is really good stuff when it finally comes out. We loved Halo Infinite. That was also built up to be a live service game that lived for a long time, and I can't even tell you the last time I played it, yeah, man. It, it, and that's the thing. like, It technically is a live service game. It's just that the content they're putting out for it is so few and far between to where like, like I'll play a new season like the first week it's out, and then I'm done. Like, I don't finish the battle pass. I, like, I'm not sticking around to see the weekly update or anything just because there's not enough content there. Um, I personally, I think what Xbox is focusing on right now and they're killing it is like game pass, right? Like on that, on that front, like nobody else can compete as of right now. Like you have Ubisoft trying to do their own thing with their kind of subscription service. PlayStation just, yeah. PlayStation just recently has, they also have an overpriced like service. Um, in, in like the one thing that Xbox is able to hold their head on right now is like oh you can get if you get game pass ultimate you get game pass for pc and xbox which is amazing i love that because like i was just saying to you earlier i started playing uh back for blood the other day yesterday because i had it installed on my computer i would have never even owned that game on pc had i not had game pass um the other thing that they're hanging their hat on is that like when our games come out they go to game pass day and date but as of right now, they don't have many games coming out going day and day. They don't have those games to make that mean anything. Uh, okay, great. We're going to get Forza when it comes out. Yeah, we got the last four Forzas on Game Pass as well. Like, that's not special. Uh, we've the, had the, the, other, the other thing is, is like they are acquiring Activision Blizzard. So this is going to like greatly up their output in terms of games. But... For the next ten plus years, that's kind of a cop out because we don't I mean, know I'm... that. <laughs> Maybe we thought the same thing with every single other acquisition that's been made so far. We have not seen Hellblade two yet. We have not seen the thing Compulsion Games is working on. Everwild, who the fuck knows what's going on with that? Just all of these games. It, it seems like there are at least ten games in development hell under the Xbox John. Umbrella, th- right? Think about this as well. If they had not acquired Bethesda. What other than Forza would we be getting this year? That's an Xbox game. Nothing. Exactly. Isn't no, that isn't no that fucking field. crazy? That's crazy. Yeah. And and that that's kind of where I was going with them acquiring Activision Blizzard is like, it's gonna beef up the Game Pass portfolio almost immediately. 
like once this deal goes through, you're going to see a bunch of games, I think, hit Game Pass, similar to what they did with the Bethesda acquisition. But I think that it's kind of a cop out to say, like, these are all Xbox first party games when like most of what those companies that they're acquiring are going to put out in the next five years. or It's all stuff that they've already had in the works, right? It's not stuff that I don't think Xbox can take credit for. So realistically, I feel like we're on like a 10-year plan right now, that's a 10-year development cycle um, of them actually putting out a bunch of games that like they can, you know, say like, okay, these are like, this is when we're finally getting games that Xbox has more or less had a say in what they are and what they look like. Yeah. And I just, ever since the new year, I've been getting bored playing my Xbox. I'm not going to lie. I've been playing it only because my friends are on. I'll hop on Battlefield lately. I've been doing that. But when I'm playing single-player games, I'm on my Switch or my PS5 lately. I'm not playing much on my Xbox, in all honesty. I'll hop on it for Overwatch, but I can do that on all the other platforms as well. Like, it's just... I don't know. It, it, I'm running out of things. I'm, I'm running out of the will to say... It's on the way. It's coming. State of Decay 3 is coming, and I'm super excited for it. There's no, like, roadmap at all right now. Here's here's the thing, though, as well, is, like, we're privileged enough to have both, right? Like Or, like, all consoles. Yeah. And I think that, for me personally, I'm always going to play my third-party games on Xbox just because that's where all my friends play that I like the controller better than PlayStation. It's just like a preference thing. So even if they stop making first-party games, I probably would continue playing on my Xbox. But that's just like a personal choice that I, you know, make. I Whereas, like, right now, if you were going to buy a new console and are thinking, like, all right, this is where I'm going to dedicate, you know, like, the next five, ten years of me gaming is on the, in this ecosystem, the only thing that Xbox has going for it is Game Pass. And like, yeah, that that's a great sell, but PlayStation just has better games right now, like plain and simple. Yep. Uh, it's frustrating. Moving on to more Xbox stuff, John. Bethesda didn't want Arcane to make Dishonored 3. They wanted to make a yeah. small game to show they could develop a multiplayer game. Yeah, so this comes from Arcane co-founder Raphael Colantonio. Uh, he had a uh, an interview with Rock Paper Shotgun where he said, um, "Bethesda wanted us to do something, but they didn't quite know where we were going after Dishonored. Do we want Dishonored three? I don't know. Let's make something simple and short before, and let's see." And then Deathloop became a big thing over the years. That was the funny thing. Nah, we don't want to do Dishonored three. But if you can pitch us a small game, something that maybe has multiplayer so we can learn multiplayer, something that maybe has microtransactions, maybe something with a lot of recycling, like a roguelike, maybe we can go from there. Uh, so yeah, pretty much, uh, <laughs> well, first Deathloop was a much smaller game than it turned out to be, and there were microtransactions and everything in it. Uh, they weren't expecting much from it, and then it blew up, became a very popular game in 2020? 21? I can't remember what year it came out. Uh, I think 2021. But, yeah, so Dishonored died for Deathloop, and I'm very sad about that. Because I love Dishonored. I mean, 
you see, but there are also people who didn't like Dishonored but love Deathloop, which is weird to me because everything I've seen says like they're very similar in like the architecture of the game. They are very. Um, there are some differences, but it the whole setup around go into this area however you want. You can sneak in. You can go guns blazing. You've got your superpowers. That's all very Dishonored. Um, the tone around Deathloop is definitely much lighter. Like Dishonored is a dark game. It's very dark. Uh, but I mean, I I really appreciated the. I guess you could call it a morale system. It's not really a morale system. Whether you take out your assassination targets uh, lethally or non-lethally, it'll like change how the world around you acts. So, like in the first one, there's a rat plague going on. If you go around killing everyone the rats will just pretty much flood the streets. They'll be everywhere. Everything will be much more, uh, uh, like, broken down. But if you go in, like, stealthily and you find these ways to creatively take people out, then you are the you get the better ending and stuff. So, I don't know. Uh, I hope Death, or, uh, Dishonored comes back. I liked Deathloop. Um... It wasn't my favorite game that year, but it is a good game. I played it again when it came to Xbox finally, which is not something I'm doing with uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. So, got that. Yep. Cool. John, take us through the quick news of the <clears throat> week. Also, sure. also, we should talk about uh, that Nintendo Indie Showcase. Let me uh, pull yeah, that pull that up and we'll go through this first. Uh, first up, Diablo 4 will have one more stress test before launch. That will be coming in May. Street Fighter 6 demo is out now on PS4 and PS5. I don't care because I just don't play Street Fighter. Sony acquires Firewalk Studios. This is a team that's made up of one of... It's a guy from Bungie, I know. And they're working on a multiplayer game. This is their first game, but it hasn't released yet. They've been working with Sony anyway. I think this game was supposed to be a Sony exclusive regardless. Yeah. So, yeah, now Sony just owns them, and they're, they've got an exclusive multiplayer game on the way. Uh, Oxenfree 2 is coming to Nintendo Switch, PC, PlayStation, and Netflix, not Xbox. That, that's that's a weird. Very weird. It's a weird exclusion, but I did see one good... Uh, I, I did see one area where I was like, okay, I can see why that is. Apparently, Netflix might look at Xbox as a competitor, a direct competitor with its Game Pass subscription service. Since Netflix is now getting into gaming, you can play Oxenfree 2 with your Netflix subscription on your phone for free just by going to the Netflix app. So apparently, they're like looking at that as like a direct competition thing. I don't. It's a weak one, but I can see why they would look at it like that. Yeah. Kind of pointless, though, to me to still put it on PlayStation, though, because they've got their own thing as well. Oh, well. <clears throat> Oxenfree 2 is coming out finally, and I am so excited because I love that first game. Niantic is making a Monster Hunter game, and just like all of their other games, it's going to be like Pokemon Go. So, nothing really exciting there. The Knuckles spinoff show is in, pre or is in production. I have I don't think they've announced what the show will be about, but we know Idris Elba is back as Knuckles, and I can't wait. Did you see those Sonic Lego sets came out? Yeah, yeah, those look good. Those look a lot better than the Mario ones. I'm just going to say it. The Mario ones um, are creepy looking. 
most of them. Yeah, they are. Although, um, although I will say, if they made like a giant like Peach's Castle, I would consider buying that for like a few. Yeah, one hundred percent. The Bowser one is really cool too. It's a really big Bowser. Uh, back on the Knuckle Show, they they showed that he has his like cowboy hat from the OVA back in the day, and that made me very happy because I love that movie. Uh, Dead Island 2 is sitting at a 74 on Metacritic. Essentially, what a lot of reviewers are saying is, it's good. It's a Dead Island sequel. And you know what? After how long that was in, we've been waiting for that, it not being absolute dog shit, this is a win. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I don't know if a 74 after all that time is a win. It's a win. It's a win. <laughs> it could have been Duke Nukem forever. Um... Sony is raising the price of their games on Steam and other markets, so wait for that to hit America at some point. And finally, Sega is in the process of buying Rovio, the Angry Birds developer, so you're going to see a lot more Sonic mobile games in the future. Cool. Um, I just want to go through the stuff that was announced at the Nintendo Indie World Showcase. Um, Was that... I don't know if that was yesterday or the day before. I don't remember. But, um, yeah. Um, Maniko's Night Market gets a release date after eight years of development. Um, so apparently they announced it back in 2015. I don't even know what this is, but it's coming out, uh, September 26th. Um, my time at Sandrock Lands is coming summer of 2023. Uh, also don't know what this is. A lot of these games, I don't know. Oh, this is the sequel. Uh, sequel, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Played Up uh, is coming out in October of 2023, which is, it looks like a Overwatch type of, or not Overwatch, Overcooked type of game. Um, Quilts and Cats of Calico was announced, coming out fall of 2023. Uh, Rift of the Necrodancer uh, was shown. Yeah. There's so many of those games, like so many spinoffs. Is there? I feel like yeah. that's I feel like that's like just the second one after the Zelda one. No, I think there's a few more, aren't they? Let me see. Necrodancer. Uh Ooh. No, not Crypt. I want Rift. Whatever. There's Crypt. Okay. There's Rift. There's the fucking Hyrule Necrodancer. I don't know. Uh, Animal Well is confirmed for early 2024. This is, uh, you, do you know Donkey? Yeah. Oh, this is his game? Yeah, this is his game studio. Mm-hmm. Or develop, or not, I don't know if it's his game development company or if, like, his company's publishing it. I, I don't know. But, yeah, it was shown, uh, coming out in 2024. Uh, Crime O'Clock has a release date of June 20th, 2023. Uh, Shadows Over Loathing is heading to Switch later this year. Uh, Teslagrad 2 and Teslagrad Remastered are out today on Switch. I think you can buy a bundle with both games if, if you're into that kind of thing. Uh, Blasphemous 2 gets the first trailer and release window of summer. Uh, Oxenfree 2 Lost Signals gets a release date after previously being delayed. It is now coming out July 12th on everything you could play games on except for an Xbox console. Yeah. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Security Breach uh, is coming out. 
Uh, oh, it's out later today, so it's out already. Mm-hmm. My um, sister will be yeah. And that's it. That was everything. Not a bad uh, run of uh, indie games. I feel like a lot of it, though, is all stuff. Like, nothing was, like, new, I feel like. At least nothing major was new. It was all just stuff, like, you knew was being worked on. You just didn't know when it was coming out, I guess. Mm -hmm. All right, John, do you have any collectibles to show off? I don't, because... I do. Hold on. How's it going? I can show off my uh, bag of goldfish here. I got the baked with... 12 grams of whole grain per serving cheddar. That's right. pretty good. I got, a f- I got a few things here. What do you want first? What's in my left hand or what's in my right hand? Uh, give me the right hand. Okay. I picked up these Amiibo. Oh, Let me see nice. if I can get it to focus. They were on sale, right? Yeah, they, this was five bucks at GameStop over the weekend. So I was like, Not I bad. can't pass that up. Mm-hmm. I was like laying in bed at like 2 a.m., uh, and Wario64 tweeted it out, and I was like, I should order this right now because if I don't, it's going to sell out before I wake up. And it sold out before I woke up. Um, the other thing I picked up was this Amiibo. Hey! I this was also one. five bucks. It was also five yeah. bucks at GameStop. So I picked yep. it up. Originally, it was 27 The other thing I picked up, which I have not even opened yet, is Octopath Traveler 2. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it was... Uh, for an Octopath Traveler. I played a bit of the first one, um, and there's some stuff I didn't like about it, but everything I read online is that the second one, like, greatly improves on what the first game tried to do. Um, yeah, I've only heard that it's a so really yeah, game. I picked this up, and I also ordered Mario Golf. Because it was buy one, get one free. So I got Octopath Traveler 2 and Mario Golf. Alright, I'll play that. That should be here Saturday. Those are my wares, John. That's everything I got. Nice. Um, Yeah, I don't have anything. (laughs) Cool. What have you been playing? How's Minecraft Legends? Alright, so yeah. uh, I've been reviewing Minecraft Legends for my new site, Gaming Sandwich. That review will go live tomorrow morning. And it's uh, it's pretty good, I think. So strategy games and me don't necessarily get along great. Um, I don't have the mental fortitude to like think ahead and like plan out an attack. Uh, I'm very like single-minded in my approach to everything, so I end up like getting blindsided by everything. Uh, that being said, this game is, yeah, it's fine. It's fun. Um. You, you play as, like, your Minecraft character, they ride around on a mount, and you, like, direct mobs where to attack. You can do some building, you can do some resource gathering, but it, it's not anything like Minecraft in that regards. Um, yeah, I think it, I gave it a 6 out of 10 in my review, so that's, I, it's a great game to try if you have Game Pass. The PvP was fun when I played it, but... I got absolutely demolished every time because I had no idea what I was doing. The campaign is fun to go through. It, it, I like like I like the world and I like the cutscenes. I just it's a strategy game, man. It's not gonna pull you away from your favorite strategy game like Civilization or whatever. 
Um, but it's also too complicated for kids. Like my daughter looked at it. She's 10, huge Minecraft fan. She loves it. She had no desire to play it because it's so much different than what she knows. So I don't yeah, think... It, uh, it, from what I've seen in videos online, it looks like it's like baby's first strategy game in a way. Whereas like when we were kids, it's like the strategy games that we got was like Age of Empires 2, right? Where like mm -hmm. if you wanted to play it, like you really got fucking thrown into it. Um, yeah. and, and this being Minecraft and is something that like kids can relate to because they've been playing it for years. Uh, I think that that might make it easier for them if they. But yeah, like strategy games, like they're not for everybody. No, they're not. Um, I did have a good time with it. It's just I'm gonna not play tonight. Something... I think I'm gonna what? play tonight. I want to try it out. Nice. Uh, yeah, no, it's fine. It's just even with it being streamlined and made for kids and all that, I there were still so many times I was like, "What does this do? Well, what am I doing here? Fiddling around with the controls." I I do love though that we are in a point in time where strategy games are. Uh, you can control them well with a controller. Like ever since Halo Wars, I think was the first yeah. one to get it right on console. We've been getting that more and more often. I love Halo. I, I love Halo Wars. That's uh, those I, games I did are really so like. I did really. I think Halo Wars Two in particular was one that I really enjoyed. It's been so long since I played it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm glad that we're at that point. Um, I do wonder where they're going next because they did Minecraft Dungeons. And this is like on par with Minecraft Dungeons. You're gonna play it, and you're like, "Yeah, no, that that was a good game." I tried playing that really last night too. Oh yeah, I because I I had so I never beat Minecraft Dungeons. I enjoyed what I played of it. Like I like those dungeon crawler type of games. I'm super excited for Diablo Four. Um, and I had Minecraft Dungeons installed, so I launched it. For some reason, my character's not there. It was telling me to start over. And I was like, okay. And then there's an option at the bottom to import character, which I thought this was weird because all Xbox stuff works seamlessly from PC to Xbox. Like when I, when I launched back for blood, everything I had done on my Xbox was already there in game. It had cross save and everything. And Did so that? when I clicked import, it was telling me I had to go to my Xbox and upload my character. That might've been before Xbox like really had the whole trend. Uh, no. It's between console and PC. No, that that's been working for years. It's been working for MCC since Game Pass Ultimate first came out. Master Chief Collection. I got nothing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it's a really weird thing. I don't I don't know why it is. Um, but yeah, like Minecraft Dungeons, I I do want to beat, but I'm gonna try out. Uh, is it Legends? Is that what it's called? Minecraft. Le yeah, I want to try that yeah. out tonight. Cool. Um, I have been playing. Um, God, what's that game called? I can't remember the name of it. Oh yeah, I know now. I've been playing Breath of the Wild, John. Yeah. So we streamed it that one day. Uh, I was super low stamina. Um, the other day I played for like five hours and I got like three more stamina things. So I I've just been grinding out a bunch of Sheikah shrines. And <clears throat> I think I found out why I didn't like it before. And I think a lot of it comes back to like, I like exploring in a game to an extent. Like, ooh, sorry, my phone's ringing. Um, 
yeah, like th- there's only so much I can run around a world and not find anything before I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing? You know what I mean? And I got to a point where I was looking for these shrines and I could not find them. The fucking things buzzing, you know, beeping at me that I'm like going right towards it and I keep going and then it just stops and I turn around and it's like, oh, you're right on. It's like, no, I can't fucking see this thing. Um, so I enjoyed this game the other day a lot because I had an IGN interactive map up showing me where all the shrines were Mm -hmm. and like, I was enjoying that. Like I enjoy the combat now. Um, now that I remember how to play, unlike when we were streaming the other day, I could not figure out the controls. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's the kind of game where they like heavily want you to just explore without knowing anything or, you know. There's not even like you can't even unlock something that shows you where all these shrines are, right? So it's like for me, that's that's the part of the game I dislike is when I could wander for an hour and a half, find nothing, and kill two enemies. You know what I mean? Like that's what I don't like about it. But like the combat and stuff is fun. Um, I'm enjoying doing the shrines. They're just fun little puzzles. Uh, I do still hope that there are just like full fledged dungeons in this new game. I think that that'll be a ton of fun to play, yeah. um, with with the combat and everything. But um, yeah, I'm I'm working my way. I want to keep doing shrines. I want to get a bunch of stamina and shit before I try and beat the boss. Do it. We're a few weeks away, John. Oh man, I can't wait! So excited. All right. Uh, what else you been I, playing? I. Uh, been playing Disney Speedstorm. Uh, this game I reviewed for Push Square, which is a PlayStation uh, site. So yeah, I've been playing this on PS5, and I gave it a seven out of ten. Um, right, it, it does the same thing that Disney Dreamlight Valley does, where it's a free-to-play game, but because it's in early access right now, the only way to play it is if you buy the standard or founders pack. So. Even though it's going to be a free-to-play game whenever it comes out. They said either late this year or early next year. Uh, you have to put like 20 or $30 down to play it. Which... Are, are, are they going to do the thing where they announce on a random Tuesday, like, hey, we're shutting down servers Friday until 2025? That's multiverses. <laughs> Hopefully not. Um, but yeah, this game's fun. It's It's not as good as Mario Kart. It's not as good as like sonic and sega all-star racing transform which is a great game if you have that on your 360 um but it's fun enough you've got all these disney characters and put that on the fucking cover art it's fun enough it's fun dash john hansen yeah it's uh every character has like four different items that they can get it's not not everyone can get the same things so your characters can be like really focused on for example, Donald is a brawler, so all of his items are for like disrupting enemies and making them spin out and stuff. While I think Mickey Mouse is more about like speed, so that's an interesting angle at it. Um, you got Elsa in there, Elsa in no, that game? No, that's actually one thing I love about this game. This game, it you can tell that the developers looked at this game where they're like, this game isn't for kids. This is for like young adults too, like people are. Because you've got The Jungle Book, Beauty and the Beast, Monsters, Inc., uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Mickey and Friends, like I said. Like, this is, like, all stuff that we, like, grew up with. And there's, like, so much room for them to add more. You could add, like, Aladdin. Hercules is already in there. 
but there's no Moana, no Frozen, no Encanto. Like that's the kind of stuff that you would expect to be in this game. That, right yeah, now, they're saving that. They're saving that for DLC. Probably. Well, <laughs> uh, it's a free to play game, so I'm sure that it'll be like, hey, this character and these tracks are out now. It'll be something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a really fun game. There is moments though that I'm like, if this wasn't a free to play game, this game would be so much better. So to unlock every character, you have to unlock shards, and it's just like Ooh. a mobile game Ooh. where you collect the shards to unlock them, and then you also collect shards to upgrade them and give them better stats while racing. So sometimes there's moments where you can only access certain characters from loot boxes, Joel. It's a pay-to-win game. Yeah, that sucks. Like From me- Disney? Come on, Disney. Yeah. Uh, Talk about predatory on children over here. Right. Um, yeah, so you can't get Beast right now because there's no event going around it. The events like focus on Monsters, Inc. You can only get those characters. So if you want Beast, yeah, you have to shell out for their loot boxes, which is dumb. You can get all the stuff to get the loot boxes in-game, but you know how that deal is. Uh, of course, there's also a battle pass and everything, but yeah. No, it's a good game, but those like moments, I'm like, I'm playing a ranked match yesterday. My goofy. They got ranked level... matches. Yeah, my goofy was level seven, and I got third place. The guy who was ahead of me was level ten. Everyone behind me was level seven. The guy who was in first place was level twenty, and he just demolished us. Like we were like. 35 seconds behind him so it's really pay to win yeah there are there are multiplayer modes where everyone has the same level right off the bat like i think it automatically puts everyone at level 30 that's good but for ranked multiplayer like who is gonna go in and be like yeah no i can just randomly be put up against someone with a level way ahead of me yeah i want to dedicate all my time to this game no it sounds like they they need to balance matchmaking a little bit yeah could also be that it's a brand new game as well so there's just not a large enough pool of people to match make with i don't know people have been pretty excited but the whole fact that you have to pay to play it right now that could dwindle the numbers quite a bit um yeah no i i think it's fun i would say wait until it goes free to play because it will at some point but when it comes out, I, I think it's a game a lot of people can enjoy. I also do like it's not only online racing. There are like offline, well, not offline. You have to be connected to the internet to play it, but there are single player tracks if you want to play. So that's good. Cool. I got nothing else to talk about, John. I haven't really played anything else. I've played Breath of the Wild. It looks great on the OLED. You're going to fucking love playing games on that OLED, John, when you get it. Mine should be coming in in a week, I think. Oh, yeah. I forgot it comes out early, right? Yeah. Before the game. It's like the end of April that it comes out. I can't wait. That's awesome. Yeah, you're going to love it. Um, One thing you're going to hate, though, is that your Fix Your S1 no longer compatible. Yeah. I'm going to keep my my Switch I have now, so I'll just put this upstairs and we'll I'll figure out something there. Cool. Uh, well, with that, we are going to end episode 227 of the Pixel Street Podcast. As always, thank you so much for watching and listening to the show. 
Uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Pixel Street. Check out our pinned tweet there for all of our social media links, including our Discord invite where you can chat with us about what you've been playing, what you're excited to play, what you hate about what Xbox is doing lately because we also hate what they've been doing lately. Yeah. So we'd love to chat. Um, also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash pixelstreetvideos. That's where we post all of our content, podcasts, Let's Plays, unboxings, you name it. Um, do, 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 do. Hold on, hold on. So I'm reading off a list here. All right, that's everything. <laughs> John, where can people find you other than gamesandwich.com? Yeah, uh, on Twitter, I am at Rebic Shadows, and you can find my main writing on Game Sandwich, but I- I'm writing for other places still as well. I gotta make money. I gotta live, you know? Of course. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Campos63 or twitch.tv slash Campos63. That does it for this week's show. We will be right back here next week with episode 228 of the Pixel Street Podcast. Bye! Bye! Mm-hmm.